So I'm here today to uh, talk about a study that we just completed. Uh, the study was to look at the current transit bus barn on East Washington Avenue. Um, and, uh, you know, we ha 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 when, when did Met Met Madison Metro um, go into the building? Do you guys know? 1980. Uh, and since 1980, Really, there has been very little capital funding of any significance going into the building. Um, and so we commissioned this study to look at, at the condition of the building um, and to look at what we can do in the existing footprint um, that will uh, get us some more efficiencies, but also um, uh, safety. There's some safety issues happening in the current bus barn, bus barn. and um, and uh, have a solution that will give us another 20 years, at least. Um, so again, just to reiterate, we've had this facility since 1980. There has been next to hardly any capital investment in the facility. We did this study to see whether, what kind of investments we would need to uh, make this facility last another 20 plus years. And uh, some of the council may be saying, well, what's, what's with 20 years? And I think at some point, um, I think we all recognize that how transit funding is uh, made in the state of Wisconsin is unique. We don't have a regional transit authority. We don't have a sales tax dedicated to transit. And so um, until all of those things are aligned and we have a revenue stream, we have to make some investments in this building to get us at least the next 20 plus years into the future. Right? Okay. So, uh, can anybody tell me how many million passengers Metro has every year? Except for you guys in the back? Just roughly, roughly? Thir 13 to 15 million rides a year. 30,000 people getting on the bus every day. Um, it is by far the hardest working building that the city has. In all practicality, it is operating 365 days a year. There are people that are working in the facility 24-7 a day. We have mechanics working at all hours. Buses are coming in and out. It is the hardest working building that I know. And the fact that all of these buses can get out and provide 30,000 trips a day and 13 to 15 million rides a year is really a testament to the staff at Metro. They really uh, provide excellent service considering the facility that they have. So hats off to all the Metro staff um, that are listening today. Um, so introductions, we've got some Metro staff in the back. Wave Metro staff. And also some of my staff from facilities that really spent a lot of time down at the bus barn with the consultants, uh, you know, crawling around and looking at all of the um, issues with the building. So Matt and John Evans right there. 
Um, so here are some pictures of the existing uh, space. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have the big projection here. The one that I want to really draw your attention to is the one on the far where the bus is getting ready to go through the uh, wash bay. The wash bay is right in the kind of middle of the facility. It's right adjacent to uh, maintenance and uh, parking, and it's open. So uh, I travel, I ride the number 19 and the 3, and in the wintertime, I can see that those buses are caked in dirt. So when those buses are going through this wash bay with the brushes, that, all that stuff is just getting uh, rubbed off the buses, and it's just flying around in the building. Uh, so there's really no kind of ventilation for the bus washing facility, uh, and we'll, we'll kind of get into that, but I just wanted to kind of note that that's what's happening in the, in the garage. In addition, um, you know, there are really inadequate spaces for staff. Um, the one that I'll highlight is uh, when it comes to uh, gender equality, we have well over 100 women drivers for Metro, and yet the bathrooms, locker room, and shower facilities for our female staff is practically non-existent. Um, there are other issues with um, uh, very close quarters for dispatch. So in the, uh, when the shifts are changing and assignments are being given out, uh, it's basically standing room only as you try to make your way to your uh, assigned uh, bus. So this is what the current uh, bus garage looks like. Dark green is where buses are parking. Blue is maintenance. Uh, yellow is the, the little corner is dispatch and then some uh, kind of offices and other areas, break rooms, uh, those types of things. And the salmon color is that wash bay. So as you can see, the wash bay literally goes right kind of through the building and it hinders efficiency uh, in terms of how the um, wash bays, or how the wash bay functions, how the mechanical bays function. And I'll also point out that as buses make it through that salmon colored line, throughout the entire facility, they are turning right. And right turn buses, uh, when you think about where the bus driver is sitting on a bus and turning right, it causes blind spots and it's a kind of unsafe direction to turn. So we are looking to change that and make the flow of the buses inside the garage left turn uh, turns, which will be safer. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of staff walking around uh, the facility and to uh, be able to have those left turning movements would be uh, a lot more safe for driver and staff. Currently? It's from coming in right here. Yeah. And they're going this way. Okay. Um, sorry. TV land. Um, I also want to point out that the buses are running while they're going through this, and it's fueling, vacuum, and uh, wash. And so, in addition to the stuff coming off the buses, there's also just the exhaust of the buses uh, as they go through the, the line. 
So our kind of core goals for looking at this, and I, I want to point out, I, mean, I gave some, I brought some props. Here's this. This is this. This is actually the study from 2005. Um, uh, and uh, this asked, this was a very different study. Looked at expansion. Looked at a parking garage on site. Um, we didn't do anything with this study. We didn't. It was just a. It was a piece of work for policymakers to consider, and after the study was done, we started looking at whether or not we wanted to get out of East Washington Avenue and move to different sites, and, you know, kept looking at other options. Here is the final version of the, uh, mid, uh, uh, the, the study that Needon Hunt did. I, and the point that I'm trying to make here is that this is a body of work with um, some engineering work and some analysis. And it's really for, it's for Metro, it's for engineering staff, but it's also for you to inform yourself about what is happening in the garage. And does it mean that everything in this has to be done? It does not. But to move forward with any kind of upgrade to the bus barn without having done any work to kind of think about what kind of efficiencies we want to get or what systems are at the end of their life would be like trying to drive with no headlights on. So as we go through this, I just want the policymakers to recognize that um, this is information for you and we are going to have lots more discussions uh, between Metro and the policymakers, between engineering and the policymakers, between you all about what are your priorities. And this is April. We're kicking off capital budget. So, you know, all of these conversations are happening, but to have information in front of you, I mean, I, as a city employee, feel it's very important for policymakers to have good information in front of them so they can make the best possible decisions. So that's kind of what we're trying to do here. So the general concepts and, and, and goals were to look at staying within the existing footprint for the most part. I mentioned before looking at a 20-year solution, improving workflows, which um, we talked about those uh, right versus left-hand turning movements. Uh, identify the re uh, upgrade requirements. Um, there are some specific requirements regarding uh, utilities and life safety issues that really need to be addressed. Uh, this includes issues regarding staff safety. I mentioned the turning movement and staff um, being able to walk through the barn uh, safely, let alone air quality in the um, maintenance and bus storage areas. I talked about the left-hand turning and just uh, being able to pull efficiency out of the building um, and at the end, hopefully get more buses on the road more often and pick up more people and have more, more trips. Um, so part of the uh, effort uh, was also to talk to staff. So the... Um, the consultants, along with city staff and, and metro uh, management, had a num numerous survey responses and interviews, and from that um, came some, uh, you know, 
things rose to the top. And the, the, big, the big three were, were ventilation, safety, and restrooms. So after looking at uh, the building a lot and having lots of discussion, the preferred option is the, is the uh, plan that's up on the, the monitors on either side of the room. And this is just, you know, a concept. This is not engineering drawings. There needs to be a lot more uh, architectural and engineering work to move any of these portions forward. But this is to just give you a kind of a 10,000 foot view of what we're looking at doing. So the first thing would be to move the wash bay and do a small addition onto the parking lot side of the building. As you can see, the wash bay is um, an exterior wall, which makes it a lot easier to vent and uh, bring fresh air in. In addition, as buses come into the wash bay, they'll be coming into the wash bay where that arrow is, um, and then exiting. As you can notice, as you work your way around, uh, all of the turning movements would be left turning movements, which would be much safer. Um, so again, getting uh, the air quality contained and uh, be able to clean it easier within that wash bay addition and having left-hand turn movements. Uh, this also preferred option would also look at expanding uh, the maintenance bays. Uh, right now, um, you know, there are times when uh, the maintenance staff is dealing with breakdowns and just can't, they don't have room or they don't have space to deal with preventative stuff. So, you know, again, thinking about efficiencies and wanting to get more buses on the road quicker, um, being able to do that preventative maintenance and have bays for breakdowns at the same time would help uh, Metro gain those efficiencies. Yes? that you're proposing? You can just... 16 currently. 16. So 16 to 23. Um, and I also want to add that um, a lot of the parts for the, those maintenance bays, the parts are scattered throughout the facility. So we have people having to walk, you know, to go get a part, you know, so. In the path of buses that are turning. <laughs> right, in the path of buses turning the wrong way. So, you know, there, the efficiencies, uh, you know, could be uh, really significant for Metro. Um, and then the, the, the kind of yellow area is kind of reconfiguring those locker rooms, showers, and um, restrooms. Um, it's reconfiguring dispatch. It's, you know, kind of giving a, a better kind of, uh, I don't know, uh, amenities to the drivers and staff that are, that are there. Um, so you know. so uh, as we kind of looked at putting this together, again, our big issues were ventilation, safety, restrooms, uh, with a particular critical path of kind of these life safety issues. Um, we'll talk about it later, but one of those items is, you know, fire protection issues that need to be addressed. Um, and then uh, we also need to do these projects while the bus barn is in operation, adding to the complexity. 
Uh, again, we've talked a lot about operational efficiencies, trying to pull those efficiencies out so we can get more buses on the road more often, get more people in those buses. And each phase has to be done in a way that can actually be bid out and done separately. Um, and, you know, the timeline that I'm going to show you, you know, I put five to seven. You guys are the policymakers. So, you know, what we do and how we do it and when are things that we can all talk about. And ultimately, it's up to the policymakers to decide. Uh, and just to remind everyone, we are replacing the roof. And this year, it started already. We got an excellent bid. It was actually under budget. Um, and that's wonderful news. Um, Jim Fink, the head of the maintenance at Metro, will tell, tell us that if it snows a foot and you go up to the roof, current roof before the replacement, there wouldn't be any snow on it because there was no insulation. So we are going to be adding lots of insulation. And uh, the natural gas bill for Metro is going to go down significantly. So. You know, these are, again, the phases that are um, laid out in this study. The first phase is A, 1A and 1B. So it's moving the wash bay with a small addition and demolishing the current wash bay. Phase 2 is not there, but it's underneath. It just says building-wide HVAC. So I mentioned before that... Um, uh, we have situations where we have uh, diesel fumes just kind of entering the maintenance and bus storage areas. We have inadequate ventilation right now. Um, if you, you know, read the executive summary or look at this report, um, you know, in some of the staff comments, there have been times, especially in morning startup, when it's foggy. Um, so you know, we, we're going to need to deal with that ventilation and that HVAC. Um, and then uh, three, as you can see, is kind of a grab bag. And this is where, as we get into looking at the budget, um, we could certainly look at uh, prioritizing this, phasing it further, eliminating some parts. It, you know, it's a future phase. You know, it, we're not uh, doing it uh, in in 2019 by any stretch of the imagination. So this is where the conversation starts. And this is where we expand uh, maintenance bays. This is where we um, redo the locker rooms and showers and bathrooms and dispatch and, and other um, improvements. Uh, so uh, I hope everybody's sitting down. Yeah, great, they are. Because um, this is the phasing for the budget. Um, it's kind of hard to read, but um, right now, um, right now, actually, there is a resolution working its way through. It was at finance on March 26th. It will be at TPC tomorrow, and it's coming to you on the 17th. It also went to the Board of Public Works several weeks ago. And that is to do the first phase of design, which, as I mentioned, is to design the new wash bay demolish the old wash bay, and it's going to do two more things. It's going to uh, look at fire safety and fire protection, which is lacking in the facility um, and really needs to be addressed, and also making some very modest accommodations so that we can take ownership of the electric buses that we received. Um, we 
are planning on getting them in 2020. Those buses are much taller. They're even taller than the hybrid buses that we have in our fleet. So there is um, a large door that we have to raise up so that the buses can get through. Um, from there, uh, we would look to do that construction in 2019. Uh, in 2019, the plan would be to do the, the design for the HVAC, and then in 2020, do the HVAC. And from there, I'm going to stop, because at that point down uh, is where I think we need to have a bigger conversation about what are the priorities, maybe do some additional work on kind of what those, quantifying those efficiencies that we could get from going from 16 to 23 maintenance bays, you know, and the like. Um, I am uh, going to go back to meet and hunt and uh, get additional information working with my staff in Metro to take that kind of from year 2021 down and, again, kind of break it up into smaller parts and also prior prioritize it further for um, policymakers to further consider. Uh, it is, uh, if you add up all these numbers, a large investment, but again, at this point, it's, it's information, and I will say that we have put this in priority order in that the wash bay and the, um, the HVAC upgrades uh, for ventilation are really the top priorities, as well as the, those fire protection issues that will be addressed in the first phase. Um, and just to reiterate, um, we were awarded a FTA grant to receive three uh, electric, fully electric buses. Um, we've been in discussions with MG&E um, regarding a future phase that, you know, they are right there and um, could assist the city in putting uh, PV on the roof. There's a number of different ways we can do it, but one way is uh, MG&E could own it and sell us the power. Um, uh, my staff has done some kind of back of the envelope uh, calculations and uh, for the fleet to go electric, uh, I think they have a goal of 50% um, of their fleet to be electric buses. It's, it's a lot of electricity between 15 and, or 13 and 15 megawatts of power. And if we can provide that in a clean, renewable way, um, it, would be, it would be pretty cool. A portion. A portion of half of our fleet. Uh, so that's all I have, and I'm hoping for questions, comments, discussion. Jokes, haikus. I always like a good haiku. Haiku. Okay, you're on the spot. No, I'm just kidding. Yes, I think so. So, is it not currently the plan with the roof rebuilding to have solar panels on the roof? We are building the roof so it will be structurally able to withstand solar, but the current bid is just to re-roof, and there are. A number of different ways, again, that we could come back after the fact and put solar on um, with 
without electric buses, we feel like we could probably put about 300 to 350 kW, and we would use all of that electricity on site all the time. So we would never have to send any out onto the grid to MG&E. Um, when we add electric buses, it changes a lot. Um, and so how we go forward with, with solar is um, there's lots of different opportunities. Um, we could uh, utilize the program that the city has where we have pre-apprentices that learn the trade and s slowly over time build a, a system. We could work with MG&E to build a much bigger system. Um, there's many different options. But right now we're just, the, the public works contract that we have is just to do the roof. Okay, and could you talk about the um, alteration to accommodate the taller buses and what kind of a price differential that was? Uh, I don't have that specific number in front of me. I would need to get back to you unless one of my handy staff back there know it, but it's not a huge amount of num uh, number. Under a million dollars to do that. Under a million. But yeah, and that, I mean, so there's the, the raising of the bar of the door, but obviously we also have to bring in the uh, equipment, right, and the electrical equipment to actually charge. So that's also part of that. And to Ch um, Chuck, um, so are all electric buses that tall, or is it just the ones that we? that we're getting through the grant that are that tall? This bus, the Proterra bus, fits through some of the doors. We took pictures of it in the garage, but once we started looking at getting it through the service lane, through the entire building, we realized we had a problem through some parts of the building. There are literally coming on the line in the last year several bus manufacturers that are going from diesel or diesel hybrid electric to all electric. So we are learning about both Proterra and some of the manufacturers that we've worked with for 25 years to see what are some of the dimensions. But it was a surprise that it didn't fit when we thought it would, uh, but it's a little taller than a hybrid diesel electric bus, so it's part of the learning that you go through when you're dealing with a new bus. Do, do we have a contract, a signed contract, to buy those buses? Those three buses from Proterra, yes. Proterra? That was part of the federal award where we could not go through a procurement and competitive process. We actually tried to get some of our existing bus manufacturers. They weren't organized enough to help us apply for that federal grant. Only Proterra was ready. It is the fastest growing uh, electric bus manufacturer, but it doesn't have the experience of manufacturing buses that other companies do. That's one of the risks. If we go out again, we're going to look at other uh, manufacturers. But for right now, we have the Proterra, and we need to make the adjustments our recollection is that the number is in the hundreds of thousands, but your engineers will get the actual number uh, for you, but that's where we're at. So I will likely get that, that get the specifics and send it out. It's not likely that the 2020 models will have a lower profile? Correct. In fact, we were going to have them delivered in 2019. Oh, okay. But 
we can receive up to like 2021 or 2022. So we said, let's make sure the facility is correctly equipped uh, to accommodate these buses. <coughs> if we go out again for another electric bus grant, we are going to look at all the manufacturers, including several that we have experience with. And maybe it will be Proterra, maybe it will be one of the manufacturers like Gillig and New Flyer that we've had decades of experience with. We'll know more as we get closer to those dates. I think, you know, the electrification of fleet and transit and personal vehicles, it's, it's a rapidly changing area, right? And so we're going to see, I think, in the next five years, even more change as technology improves and vehicles get smaller. So it'll just be a kind of wait and see. I was waiting for someone to call on me, I guess. Oh. <laughs> um, where, I guess, maybe other people have this in the back of their mind, but where are we, are we done with the, the possibility of Nakusa or some new bus garage with the fed, federal, you know, getting a federal subsidy, or how does that play into this? That's a good question. Um, so, you know, we've attempted three grants, and right. we haven't gotten them. Uh, I don't think I have an answer for this. Uh, there are needs at transit. We have a need to uh, upgrade and create a safer work environment at the current bus barn. But we all know there's a need to expand service, right? We're getting requests. But right now, uh, those requests and our application hasn't materialized in a, you know, a grant that we've received from the federal government. If anything, we've been, it's been sliding the other way, right, where we've had to use local dollars to backfill federal support that we've gotten in the past. So, um, I wish I could stand up here and say something to you guys, and you would be like, that's it. You've solved it. Uh, but I think it's going to take a lot more brains than just me. It's going to take all of us working together to really try to figure out what we're going to do. I would just add that we're starting the 2019 capital budgeting process, and we've literally started having meetings in the last week over the news of, A, not getting the Tiger Grant, and, B, the news of uh, what what are our priorities going to be at 1101. So that you know my priorities, it is to buy buses. The council very generously increased last year's five-year CIP. So now that our buses do not rely on 80% federal funding, that's not going to happen. It's 50% federal, 50% right. local. Um, and uh, also included some additional funds for 1101, not enough, but we will be looking at the capital budget with uh, staff, with the engineers, with planning, and with the mayor's office and finance, and you'll know more as the capital budget is released. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Uh, it it does not it the 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 goal of it was to not increase capacity. However, as I mentioned, I think we'll get efficiencies out of it. Um, you know, I'd have to I could go back and kind of 
discuss that more and try to put something down and send it out. But just the maintenance phase alone and being able to keep on that preventative maintenance while working on broken down buses and getting stuff back on the road, you know, all of those types of things um, can add up into efficiencies, whether that's, you know, it's not going to be, you know, 20 more buses heading out onto the street, but there are some minor efficiencies to be had. Any other questions? Thank you. Um, I pride myself on being uh, really get, getting back to people on email. So if you have any more questions about this or want any more information, please don't hesitate to send me an email and I will get you as much information as you want. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, guys. We're getting there.